your inheritance in Christ. Growing into your inheritance in Christ is so important. Father, I just want to acknowledge your presence. I know you're here tonight. Speak to our hearts from your word and help us to grow in Christ so that we can enter into our inheritance. In Jesus' name, amen. As long as you don't understand God and you don't understand his ways and you're still acting like a child, you stay in the wilderness. You may be there for 40 years until you recognize his ways and then you can move into your inheritance. As long as you keep acting like a child, like I said, complaining, not understanding, not really accepting God's word, not really following through with what God has said to you, you'll stay in the wilderness. Even though you have an inheritance that he's already given to you, and he's going to drive your enemies off the land so you can go in and possess your inheritance. A lot of Christians are not uh, possessing their inheritance because they are not willing They are not willing to go all the way with God. Sometimes people are doing things because others are doing it. I don't like to do anything because others are doing it. However, if you show me from the word, if all of us are doing it, I want to be a part of it. (laughs) I'm not going to be left behind. If they're benefiting, I want to be a part of it. I want part of whatever they're doing. And I want more. I want more. This is one thing you can ask from God. This is one thing you can be greedy of. And God says it's okay. I like this, your greed. (laughs) Because he wants to bless us. Maturity is the key. You cannot, like I said last Wednesday, you will not give the the key to your car to a 10-year-old. You may have all the money to buy a car for your child. But if he's 10 years old, you can't buy him a car. He's not mature. You can buy the car and put it out there, but you won't let him drive it until the the child is mature. What we see in the natural is what what exists in the spirit realm. Just the same. God's waiting for his children to mature. The Bible says the whole earth, the whole creation groans waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. Not children, not children of God, little children. Like John the Baptist was only revealed, like we said, I'm going back again. John the Baptist was only revealed. He was in the wilderness for many years until the time of his revealing when he was of age. He was filled with the Holy Spirit in his mother's womb. But the revealing didn't come until much later. Your revealing is coming in Jesus' name, but you got to be mature. You got to be mature spiritually. He grew spiritually. He grew physically. He grew spiritually and was strong before his revealing. The same thing happened to the Lord Jesus. He stayed with Mary and Joseph. They they work as a carpenter. The child grew both in the spirit, was in favor of man and with God, 
but he did, it was not revealed until he was 30 when he was a man. That's in the physical realm. In the same way, as long as you are a child spiritually, God cannot give you his secrets. He just will not do it. Jesus was saying to the disciples, I have so many things that I want to say to you. Remember that? But you cannot handle them. They were able to handle them a few days later, right? (laughs) Because they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were growing spiritually and God began to reveal things to them. You got to grow spiritually. You got to have, I've got to grow. Because there is an inheritance. There is a promised land for you to get into. And until you are mature, you can't get into that inheritance. Now, Romans chapter 8 verse 14, the reason why maturity is so important. We're talking about maturity. When you become a Christian, even if you are 50 years old, 80 years old, once you become a, a Christian, on that day, you were born. You're a baby. Spiritually, you are a baby. But you can grow if you want to. To maturity. And it's not how long you've been a Christian that determines your maturity. I've known people, they're just a few years old. They know God a whole lot more than some individuals that have been with, I have been serving God, they say, for the past 30 years. Oh yeah, but you still talk like a baby. You got some diapers on. That's the issue. None of us will tolerate a 15-year-old still, is it what they call pull-ups, right? <laughs> and I got to clean that fellow. I'll kick <laughs> But that's what we understand in the natural. But you see, that's what's happening spiritually. Spiritually, and God's saying, when are you going to grow up? I got so much for you. I want to educate you, amen? I want to put you through my school. I got a university for you so that you can be revealed. But it's all up to your willingness. The scripture here says in Romans 8, verse 14 through 17, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, These are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You have to be led of the Spirit. Notice Jesus was the Son son of God from the day he was born. But it was on the day he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came on him. You remember that? That's when the Father spoke. This is my beloved son. He was already a son. But the father said nothing to anybody for 30 years until he was filled with the spirit. And he was already grown mature. He knew the scriptures all along. When the Holy Spirit came on him, he was ready for his revealing. And he knew it. And like John the Baptist, he came out of the wilderness was there for 40 days and was revealed. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. For a Christian who has full understanding 
and is being led by the Spirit of God, you should not know fear. Amen. I think I just preached myself happy. <laughs> no fear of sickness. No fear of want. Nothing. Because if you fear, you are in bondage. Amen. You are in bondage. God has not given us the spirit of fear. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, that's where I'm going, if children, children, then what? Heirs. And joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified together. So, if you're led by the Spirit, you are a child of God, and the Spirit of God already bears witness with you, you are a joint heir with Christ. You stand almost at the same place. He's going to get his, and you will get yours. Now, Ears is talking about place of authority here. You are joint heirs with him. And in Galatians chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, it says, Now I say that the heir, remember we already talked about that? The heir, as long as he is a child, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all, at all, from a slave. No difference. As long as you are a baby. So there is an, a serious urgency to come out of that place of being a baby. Because even though, he says, though he is master of all. I mean, he has all this great authority. Master of what? Some? No, master of all. And he's talking about us. But as long as you stay a baby Christian, you're just living like a slave. The enemy harassing you, harassing your family, harassing your finances, harassing you, just like a child. Your words mean nothing. You are master of all, you got all this authority, but Satan doesn't listen to you. Why? Because you are not an heir, you don't have you are not a joint heir with Christ. No, you are a baby. This is spiritual work here. The devil can recognize whether you are mature or not. You can say all you want, <laughs> but he knows how to pull those strings that will cause you to fear. And you start crying, God the Father, God the Son, Holy Spirit, all of you help me. Because you are a baby. You need to grow. And it's all depend he's dependent on you. I tell you what, you can go as far as you want to go. No limits with growth, spiritual growth. No limit. It's all up to you. When people start putting restrictions and things that they say to believe, 
I, already, I can already place them. They are not willing to go anywhere. They want to stay where they are, doing the things that they're doing. There is no growth. I try not to feel too good about where I am. <laughs> so I put things in front of me that, that are way beyond me, and I put my hands over my head. God, I need you to do more for me. I'm not satisfied. The past is behind me. I've got, to do, I've got to do more. I only have one lifetime. And it's not very long. It's really short. I have a lot of work to do. I need God. I need God to put me out. Jesus died for me, right? This, I, he's got to get something out of that. From my life. He's got to get something out of it. If God, read Acts 20, if God will actually hang on the cross for me, I want him to get something out of it. I may not be able to give him a whole lot, but at least I want him to get something out of that. And I'm not going to be satisfied just sitting in the pew. No. I've got to do something for God. And I tell you what, if you have that mindset, God will open doors for you. A lot of people are scared to even share the gospel with their friends at work. Just because of a little rejection, This is where the issue is. Do they know at your place of work that you live for Christ? If you're not doing that, you know what's going on? The enemy has convinced you that if you shared, they will be watching you. <laughs> and when you make a mistake, they call you a hypocrite. Well, let me tell you this. The way I used to tell my friends, <laughs> the church is a hospital. Sick people go there, including me. <laughs> okay? And uh, you can't be in the hospital and maybe they brought you in a few days back and this guy has been there for about five months and now you're feeling better. You say, I'm feeling better. What's the matter with you? You can't get better. I'm feeling better. Have you seen that happen in the hospital? Nobody does that. Everybody is in their different stages of wellness, right? And the doctors are doing their job. No one is mocking at the other person. Besides, you are sick as the ones in the hospital, but you are outside acting like you're not sick. You're really sick then. Because all of us have to be in the hospital. So I don't mind sharing with them. Amen? But this is one thing I know. When you begin to reveal Christ to them, he protects you. Your life begins to be transformed before their eyes. And God will begin to show them things in your life. And your life begins to show you things. He'll protect you. And then you begin to grow like crazy. Satan doesn't like that. So he doesn't want us to share the gospel with our friends. I tell you what. When you begin to do that, God will begin to do so much. He'll protect everything that concerns you for that reason. That's why those who win souls, God calls them wise. <laughs> they're really smart guys when they decide they're going to they're gonna do this. But these are the things that you would need to do that will begin to pull us into our inheritance. Drawing near to God, taking his course, what, what he wants to be number one in your life. 
So as long as you are a child, you cannot really do these things. It says, but you are under, verse 2, Galatians 4, verse 2, but, you, but it's under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. What time is that? When you grow up, amen, that's the appointed time. When you grow up, as long as you are a child, you stay a child. But once you grow up, that's the appointed time. And then you can go out and do God's work. So the crime is to, is to no longer be a child. I've got to grow. I've got to grow. Because that's the only time God will begin to reveal things to you. I've got to grow. I've got to grow. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Till, beginning from verse 13, till we all come to the unity of the faith. Notice it didn't say unity of faith, right? Unity of the faith. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's a key to maturity. Because we know of God, but we may not know God. I know, President, I know of President Obama. I don't know the man. I can tell you a few things about him. But if you really want to know him, ask Michelle. She'll tell you more about it because she, she knows the man. You got to be that close. Here, the knowledge of the Son of God. Notice you are already a Christian and he's asking you to come to the knowledge of the Son of God. That means I have to desire to know him. That's what Paul said. I want to know him. Remember that? I want to know him. And he's been a, he had been a Christian for many years and inside him he was still crying out to know him. He said, I push those things that are behind, behind. I'm pressing. I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know him. Paul said, we don't know him in the flesh anymore. I want to know him spiritually. I've got to know him. The knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect, perfect man. Not a child. To a perfect man. In other words, the word perfect there means a mature man based on knowledge because Jesus is the word of God. Through the word, you grow to maturity. We, Paul saying, I want the church to have that faith, the faith, not the faith to get things done, the faith, knowing the faith, what I believe, and knowing the Son of God so that I can become a mature man. It's needed. I want to be a mature man, a man in Christ, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. So what we're talking about, he's talking about maturity. Why? Because you cannot do certain things, you cannot go certain places with God unless you get to the place of maturity. 
God cannot work certain things through you and everybody starts from the same place. Just like people running a race, they all start from the same line, right? But some of them get there before the others. And, and, and I've watched them on television. The other guy is finishing and the other guy is way back that way. But we have to, to do this since we have to run to get to that place. I got to be mature. Because that's what Paul wants here. He wants us to get to that fullness. That's why the whole creation is groaning. Because God wants the revealing of his sons on the earth. It's so important that God does these things. You know, I shared this story with you, and it has nothing to do with me. But I tell the story about holding the crusade in a village in Nigeria where God was just doing a lot of stuff. I wasn't feeling powerful. It was just something I needed to do because God has called me to work. But he was doing the, all the healing and all kinds of things happening. And this uh, man who didn't go to church, didn't like Christian, Christianity, usually was shy away from going to meetings like that. He wanted to see because he had been hearing what was going on in the crusade ground. And he came in there, skeptical, and God healed him. And he said, I want to testify. Well, he told me about it. I told him, I tell them what God's done for you. He went up and testified. Did I feel powerful? No, just obeying God. I wanted to see God at work in my life. And he's not, God's not through with me yet. Amen? I want to see more. I really want to see it. And I got nothing to prove to anybody. But if you don't have that desire in your heart, you stay in the boat. They were all in the boat. Remember that? Only one walked on water. Because he wanted to walk on water. He was the only one who asked. And Jesus said, come on. I know we can talk about Peter, you know, doubting and sinking. But he walked on water. Have you? I'm not going to criticize the man. I haven't tried it. <laughs> but God gave him the desire of his heart. God gave him the desire of his heart. If you have that desire, anyone can know God. I'm telling you the truth. Anyone, just like I'm looking at you today, anyone can know God. It just depends on you. God will speak to you if you want to talk to him. He'll talk to you. I, I guarantee you, if you make up your mind, I want to hear God. I want God to speak to me. I don't want any other God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's who I want to hear. Guess what? he show up. He may not show up that same day. But if you're really serious, on the day you least expect it, and he shows up. Anyone can know God. Every one of us was born with the capacity in us to know him as much as we want to. It's really up to us. Really up to us. And thank God you're here. This is so important. We got to get to the stature of Christ. That's what he's saying. To the measure of the stature of Christ. That's when the devil cannot molest us. Amen. No devil, no demon is going to molest Jesus. When he's walking by, they, they are used to screaming, have you come to destroy us before the time? Remember that? They can't harass him. We got to get there. And every one of us can get there. Amen? You have the power within you to get there. 
Don't ever let the devil lie to you. I can't do it. I don't feel spiritual. That's good. Don't feel spiritual. That's the way to get there. Just do it. You don't have to feel anything. Just have the desire. And God will take care of it. Amen? We got to get to that stature of Christ. It says that we should, guess what now? Verse 14, that we should no longer be what? Children. children. So that's the key thing here. We don't want to be children. You can't remain a, a, child, a child as a Christian. You just don't want that. Because God can't walk with children. The reason we come to church is not just to hear good, preach, uh, good, to hear good preaching and good singing. That's the list. I want to grow. I want to grow. I want, I want give me something that I can use to know God better. That's what I want. Nothing else. I just want to know God better. Because the better you know God, the better you feel about life. And the more God is at work in your life and in your family, when troubles come, oh yes, they'll come. He come to everybody. But you will always be in victory. Because when God allows it, you're just passing through the shadow of the valley of death. But on the other side, <laughs> he has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. That's just the truth. Anyone can know God. Anyone can know God as much as you want to. You want God in your life. If you desire God, can send angels, whatever. It just depends on what you desire. Because the, every one of you that has been born again, the Bible says you are righteous before God. God gave you the righteousness of Christ. You can't get any better than that. You are already righteous before God. God sees you as righteous and holy. You know what the word holy means? Set apart from God for God. He set you apart. Why don't you set yourself apart? Set yourself apart for God because he has set you apart. He called you to be holy. What does that mean? He called you to set you apart from the rest of them so that they will see his good works on your life and they'll glorify your father which is in heaven. For every one of you hearing me tonight, God wants to do good works in your life. Better your life so your friends and your family members can see what he's doing in your life and they'll give him glory and they want what you got. That's what we need to do. We need to start desiring to get mature in God. And if anybody tells me, well, you can do this, it don't matter. I don't want to hear what you got to say. I want to pursue after God. I want to do what, what's right. Can I do it on my own? No, you don't have it. But he has given us abundance of grace. He's not going to give us. He has already given us abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I'm already righteous. I got the gift. You can't take my gift from me. I already have it. I'm already righteous before him. And I have abundance of grace because God's given it, giving it to me. I just need to use it. Amen. I just need to use it. You got to acknowledge what God is giving to you. That, that honors him. Now if you deny it, you dishonor him. When God says, I have given, he's already given. The question is, have you received? I noticed something in scripture. God never asked the question in the New Testament, is God going to give you anything? He says, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? 
is you receive Christ. It's whether you want or not. But God's saying, you can have it. You don't have to beg because God's already given and God's happy to give. That's who he is. He so loved the world, he gives. God can't help himself. He's got to give. We don't have enough receivers, okay? He's got to give. He, that's it. God is, hey, you want more? he throw it at you. He's so full of love, he can't help himself. He just keeps throwing at us. But many of us, we are ducking the gist. Okay. Uh, we're ducking because we are afraid of the commitment but I love the commitment because when God gives you something he gives you the power to commit to it God will not give you something without the ability to handle it he gives you and it's better not to be too sure of yourself I didn't know how I was going to be a pastor God, you know, I've never done this before. <laughs> you got to help me. You understand what I'm saying? How do you pastor? Okay, we can go to school, but I've never done, I've never been on this road before. But he, he don't worry, I'll be there. Every step of the way. Take the first step and God follows. Amen, it's so important. Oh, my time's gone. Okay, I need to finish this. <laughs> That we should no longer be children tossed to and fro. No, tossed to and fro and with every wind of doctrine, tossed to and fro. Today you're feeling good, tomorrow you're down. Every little thing. You got to tell the devil, stop. I'm no longer a child, you can't do that to me. You just cannot do it. And guess what? He listens. In those days, my early days in, uh, in Georgia, I used to have, maybe I've said, said this here before, I used to have nights, there were many. I dreaded going to sleep. Because I had this thing, I knew it was a demon. He'll come on me, and I'm, I can't move my hand. I can't move my legs. I try to speak, nothing comes out. I'm tr- believe me, I'm tr- the, thing, the frightening thing is, I'm trying to say the name of Jesus and I can say that. <laughs> That's pretty rough, right? And see, so you feel like, what's going on with me? And then a few nights later, it, it's just, this shadow comes over me and I can't speak, I can't move. I'm almost awake and then all of a sudden I come out, it's not a dream. I knew it was a devil. I knew it was a demon. But I, I couldn't help because I called the Father, I've called the Son, and I've called the Holy Ghost. Nothing was changing. And then one day, this thing happened to me. This time, I had gained a, a, a good bit of knowledge, but still didn't understand why this thing was still happening to me. And I am a son of God, you know. Maybe my relationship is not cool with the Father. How can this happen? I'm a child of God. I speak in tongues. But what's this? Maybe there's something, some, some kind of deficiency here. That was what was going on in my mind. And then one day this thing came on me and I got very frustrated. And I kind of yelled back, yelled at God. And said, why? And he said, stop crying out to me. 
This little demon that did this to you is in the corner of your room just laughing at you with the way you're acting. Because I was already on my knees calling God the Father and all of that. Almost, you know, shivering in fear. And I felt like in, I felt so bad. Like, why did I allow this this long? So I sat down. Feeling just like an idiot for letting this thing be. And I said to that devil, come back here, stand right there. There was nobody in the room. And I did this. I figured in my mind, if Jesus can speak to a tree, I can speak to somebody. At least I'm alone. Jesus did it with his disciples around, speaking to a tree, but there was nobody with me. I can speak to this thing. And I said, you don't do that to me anymore. I'm not praying about this anymore. Nowhere. It ends today. And guess what? Stop. Stop. But as long as you are a child, until you gain knowledge, and we'll come in next week, we're going to be talking about how to grow and get into maturity. As long as you're there, they'll harass you. They'll put all kinds of things upon you and you're a Christian and you're acting, doing things and you don't know how to get out of it. There is a way out. Because the power is already in you and you can get it done. Toss to and fro. And with every wind of doctrine. That's what's happening. I see that in the church. You know, they hear God's healing over there and everybody goes... Oh, everybody's running that way. And then all of us, by the time, as soon as they get there, the news comes to them. Now he's no longer here. He's over there now. And they are back here. I mean, I'm not saying not to go after those things if there is hunger. But I'm not going to do that. You know, I, I, I want to grow. If I see this person and he's going to put something in my life, I will. But just emotional thing and all of that. I don't need those things. I just need God. I, don't, I need God. That's all I need. I'm not sick. So if you tell me there's a lot of healing happening there, I like to watch it, not for me to be well. I want to see what that man knows that is praying for them to be healed and how I can get from his tricks. No, <laughs> Whatever he's got that's helping him to do this, I want that. That's why I will go. But because there's revival there, no. Because I need some blessings, I'm already blessed. I'm not going there to get any blessing. I want to know what he knows that I don't know so that I can do what he's doing and maybe I can do it a little better than, him now, <laughs> than he's doing it. That's the way it is. That's what would drive me today. Not because there's revival there. Or they are prophesying there. I don't need those things. I know who I am in Christ. I already know where I'm going. If I go, I just want to know how to get what they are so I can be just like them. Because we are all the same, from the same family, right? How come he's getting all the goodies and I, <laughs> I get the crumbs? I got to find out what he's doing to get all the goodies. Stand up with me tonight. You know, in our church, and I'm going to say this Sunday, uh, Sunday I, I believe God's taking me in my mind and our church, not for me. We're going to another place. And I've made up my mind, I'm going to be very intense on this. And I don't get, I will, I've made up my mind, 
I'm not going to say this person came and didn't come. That's up to you. If it's two people, I will throw them. Everything that God has shown me, I want to pour it in everyone who wants it. That's what I want to do. In every area. And I do know that as we're going through this process, God's going to be showing me more. But I'm sure that if the people of God want more, then I get more. And we will all be doing great works for God. I really believe that. So I, we're, I'm going to be very deliberate at this time. I'm calling it deliberate discipleship. And I'm not going to look at stature or persons. It's no respect of persons. Because sometimes God uses the unlikely people. People we don't think. Because that's our mind. We're looking at the outward, but God knows your heart. So anybody that shows up, that's the great person for me. And I'm not going to look at their past, where they're coming from. By the grace of God, it's going to be a deliberate discipleship. Not because you are not already a disciple. We need to go somewhere. And I'm not satisfied. We are in a journey together. We're going to be entering into our promised land. And I'm going to be sharing this with time. With this fall, we're beginning. And I'm, even if the church doesn't, everybody don't want to do it, I'm still going to be there. I'm committed. But I'm going to ask every one of you to be committed. Give some time, even when it's hard, and watch what God is going to do with you and your family and your children. The Bible tells us, Isaiah chapter 1, verse um, 19, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat of the good of the land. There is good in the land, and I'm going to eat it. Amen? And you are going to eat it. Can I hear an amen? You will eat it. Amen? Let's lift our hands up to God today and declare that you are blessed. Amen? Because you are. Declare today, God, thank you, because I'm so blessed. I can't help being blessed. I'm so blessed. I can't help it. Just declare that you are blessed. Sin does not have dominion over you. Say it. Just, even if you say, well, I did something wrong before I came to church, who cares about that? God says, sin shall not have dominion over you. Tell God, thank you, Lord. Sin doesn't have dominion over me. I'm free. Want cannot have dominion over me. I cannot be poor. I can never be one. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want I will never know want. Everything is fine. My children are being taught of God. Yes, they are wayward. They are running out there. That's not what the word says. Whose report will you believe? Believe the report of the Lord. Because your children are being taught by God. And all is well in your life. Good things are coming your way. Good things are coming your way. No one can hinder you. No one. There, that devil has not been born. That's going to hinder you. Notice what the scripture says. That we may all come. Right? That's what we're doing now. No one is going to be left behind. Amen? No one is going to be left behind. As long as Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand. And we are standing before him tonight. And he is our loving heavenly father. He loves us. He'll take care of me. Say that with me. God will take care of me. He will. He will not blink for your life. 
You are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. No matter where you are in your Christian walk, you are blessed. Just desire more. God's going to get closer to you. Good things are coming your way. Forget the past. I declare today in the name of Jesus, good things are coming your way. You're going to be hearing good things and good news coming your way. Because Jesus is the bearer of good news. He's constant. Amen. He doesn't change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we can thank him because he's the same. He never changes. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your great love. Thank you for the abundance of grace that we have received. Thank you for the gift of righteousness that we have received. We are righteous before our God. We have been touched with the blood of Jesus. Say it with me. I have been touched with the blood of Jesus. I have been made clean. I am righteous before God. Thank you, Lord. God bless you. Please don't say that back. No, okay. <laughs>